Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU football brought to you by Fillmore Spencer. Fillmore Spencer, Utah Valley's favorite local law firm, can play offense, defense, or provide a little coaching. Fillmore Spencer, attorneys at law. Solving problems and seizing opportunities for you, your family, and your business. BYU looking to snap a four-game losing streak when they trail at the end of the first quarter. And BYU here at home is trailing at the end of the first quarter. ECU 7 and BYU 3. As we come back in, it'll be BYU first down and 10 at the Cougars' 48-yard line. In that first quarter, BYU was outgained 84-63. to 63. ECU with uh, 38 passing to BYU's 16. ECU 40, 46 rushing yards to BYU's 47. BYU was not penalized. ECU was penalized two times for 20 yards. And the second one, a five-yarder, was particularly punitive as it took away a sack of Jaron Hall that it would have forced a punt. And that penalty has put the Cougars in midfield position, 48-yard line for this first down snap we'll have when quarter two gets underway. First downs in the first quarter. BYU did out first down ECU by a margin of 5-4. to four. Yards per play, though, is heavily in ECU's favor. Seven yards per snap to BYU's 3.7. And uh, ECU, I mentioned the penalties, two of them for 20 yards to BYU's no penalties. And ECU has the uh, second fewest penalty yards per game and fifth fewest penalties per game in the FBS right now. All right, here we go. Jaron Hall and the Cougar offense back out on the field. First, uh, the second quarter of play is about to get underway. Jaron Hall, Lopini Katoa in the backfield. They look to the sideline. Isaac Rex... Braden Cosper to the right. Now they'll shift it, put Nakua with Cosper to the right. Rex is a wing back left with Keanu Hill. So two left and two right. And Holland shotgun with Lopini. They motion fly sweep Puka. Don't give it there. And a whistle as the ball is snapped. Maybe early movement. Bullet start. Number 76. Offense. Five-yard penalty. First down. Harris Lachance, the right guard. So BYU comes out of that lengthy timeout, first play of the second quarter, and they false start on it. So first down and 15 now for BYU back at the 43-yard line. The Cougs now moving it uh, right to left, south to north here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And the ball is set on the far side hash mark. So the field side, the wide side is the left side. From Jaron Hall's vantage point, he goes under center. Again, they motion Puka. Don't give it on fly sweep. Lopini Katoa, second level. A first down run on first and 15. Gets all the way down to the 35-yard line of ECU. A big gainer for Lopini. Give him the 33-yard line. I mentioned in the pregame you have to, it's not just your top playmakers, but also it can be your veterans when you're really trying to find your way. Lopini Katoa has come to play today as one of the most experienced members. You mentioned earlier he's climbing the list on career attempts. That last attempt, his seventh of the game, now gives him 48 on the night with almost a seven-yard average. Call it an early Bailey's move of the game. Brought to you by Bailey's Moving and Storage. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. 24-yard run for Lopini Katoa taking BYU from first and 15 to a new first and 10 inside the 35 the handoff puka puka makes man miss down to the 30 uh, 29 yard line give him four second and six on the handoff to nakua and puka on the ground this year averaging 8.9 yards per tote 
His start-stop is so good. He was dead in the water. BYU, I think it was Cosper out here on the edge, completely missed his block. (laughs) But uh, Puka was not to be deterred, made two men miss before getting tackled for the five-yard gain. Empty formation now for Jaron Hall. Two to his left, three to his right. Ball near hash. Second and six, empty for Hall. Hall on a three-step. Quarterback draw. Gets his way upfield. Tripped up at the... 26 falls ahead to the 24. It's a gain of five. It'll be third down and one for BYU from the 24-yard line of ECU. Cougs looking to go back in front. 13:30 to play until halftime. ECU seven and BYU three. Cougs scored first. A 36-yard Jake Oldroyd field goal. A 75-yard touchdown drive to answer, ending on a 31-yard Keaton Mitchell touchdown run. Makes it 7-3 Pirates. That's where we are as BYU faces a third down and one. The Cougs are one for four on third downs tonight. Jaron Hall shotgun, Lopini to his right hip. Twins left and right. Four on the line for ECU. Motioning is Rex, the handoff, Lopini. Tripped up, runs through it. He's got the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. He's going in. Touchdown! Touchdown, Lopini Catella. A 24-yard score. And that's 72 rushing yards on the night for Lopini Katoa, who puts the Kooks back in front. It's 9-7 with the PAT pending. Only 13 minutes left to go in the second quarter. Lopini's on pace for a career night. You know, a third and two uh, against an offense that's struggled in recent weeks on third down. You're just hoping for a conversion. What a bonus that after Lopini was able to break that initial arm tackle, keep his feet. There were two ECU defenders in pursuit that actually knocked each other out of their off their pursuit angles that allowed Lopini that once he had broken through the initial line of scrimmage was off to the races for the score. The PAT from Jake Oldroyd is good. It's now 10-7 BYU. That touchdown brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. For each touchdown BYU scores this season, Mountain America will donate $250 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We'll come back with our pigskin scoring summary after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. This pigskin scoring summary is brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. Utah Pork Producers providing hundreds of nutritious jobs in Utah while producing nutritious and safe pork. Real pork raised by real Utah farmers for real cougar fans like you. For more information, follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. And that pigskin scoring summary shows BYU going 92 yards, 10 plays, 5.56 off the clock. The final play, a 24-yard Lopini Katoa touchdown rush. Lopini now with 21 career rushing touchdowns, tying him with Jeff Blank and Eric Lane for 13th in career rushing touchdowns. Coming in two tonight, Lopini Katoa's long rush of the season was 12 yards. He had two 24-yard rushes in that drive alone. And I, I, I think that Given the chance to rethink that fourth and two call, ECU might have decided to go for it near midfield. They gave the ball to BYU on a punt and pin, and the Cougs took it 92 yards for the score. And again, ECU was not being stopped. And fourth and two would have been a reasonable go. They decided not to, and it comes back to bite them as the Cougars take a lead. Can they hang on to it here? 10 to 7. BYU leading with 12.56 to play until halftime. Jake Oldroyd will kick off from right to left, south to north here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Josiah Hatfield. Averaging 21.2 when he does return kickoffs, a long of 30 on the year. He's back in return position for the Pirates. Oldroyd makes his run up. Boot to ball. 
Blasted away. Side wider into the end zone. Touch back out to the 25 for ECU. East Carolina, a ball-hawking defense, so at least one takeaway in 25 of its last 28 games. Nothing tonight. Let's head down to Mitchell Jurgens. Mitchell's going to re uh, uh, catch us up to speed on what happened to Chaz Ayu. Uh, earlier in the game. Mitch? Yeah, so Chaz Ayu, he's not going to return in this game. He was in the tent for a while and left uh, with his shoulder pads and helmet off uh, and a boot on his left lower extremity. So it looks like it probably could be either Achilles or potentially an ankle injury, but he will not return in this game, uh, which will be tough for the linebacker depth. Thank you, Mitch. Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. Keaton Mitchell feeling his way to the far side, ran out of room, and is forced out at the boundary. No gain on the play. Gabe, Judy, Lowley, and Ben Bywater with the force out at the sideline. Second down and 10 for ECU. We hear so much about the coaches and players talk about doing their 111th. That was the perfect play for that. It was great team defense. Everybody kept gap integrity. They did the, their assignment as they were ultimately able to force some outside with multiple tacklers or out of bounds Holton Aylers in shotgun second and they gave him a yard so second and nine Mitchell to his right hip helmet high snap for Aylers Aylers sees the pocket collapse takes off throws on the run and has a man open wide open far sideline 45-40 stays on his feet 35-30 it's Hatfield down to the 23 yard line of BYU fine play from Aylers who had room to run and threw on the run and found an open target down the far sideline. A big gainer for ECU. And that was early pressure on Aylers. He beats it, steps up, climbs the ladder in the pocket, and finds downfield Josiah Hatfield for a big gainer. To the 23, first down and 10. Aylers in pistol. Turns and hands off to Mitchell. Mitchell shoots the gap. And has himself a 7-yard run on first and 10. And that was a good push from the ECU offensive line. He was well upfield before he faced contact. They'll give him six, second and four. So ECU now in the red zone. Looking to retake a lead on BYU. Cougs 10, Pirates 7, 11-27 to play until halftime. Holton Aylers in gun. Keaton Mitchell diagonally behind him by a yard to his right. Strength is right. Hand off middle. And busting it outside is Mitchell. To the 10, to the 5, tripped up, first and goal. Such a fine runner. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 when you see him run, his straight-ahead speed stands out to you, but he might be equally as fast laterally. He's doing these jump cuts that are leaving the BYU. It, it looks like the BYU defenders are frozen in time. He is uh, a special talent when it comes to his speed and quickness. First and goal from the five-yard line. Ball near hash. Ayler signals to his far wide receivers. There are two of them. The hand clap, the chest high snap, the give Mitchell. Mitchell runs into a brick wall at the line of scrimmage and is forced back. No gain on the play. It'll be second down and goal from the five. There's just nothing there for Keaton Mitchell. Blake Mangelson among the Cougars to make the stop on a huge pushback right at the snap. I just looked at our stat monitor, Greg, and as much as you know, Keaton Mitchell is, impress- is impressing us with his 8-for-72, Lopini Katoa is matching him with 8-for-72. So it's a great night to go back and forth between two great running backs. A season high, 72 for Lopini Katoa. Tight end shifts to the left. Hand off Mitchell, running left and again nowhere to go. And again, he's stopped at the line to gain. This time maybe even a loss of one or two. So from first and goal from the five... It's back-to-back no gains or losses on the play. George Udo and Blake Mangelson again. 
And with great outside weapons, including Isaiah Winstead, they're choosing to work the middle of the BYU defense right now and to no success. So George Udo was the contained player, and I want to point out something because we haven't seen great discipline or execution in tackling. He could have taken the inside gap and gone for the tackle for loss. Instead, he stayed disciplined, maintained assignments, which was contained. The inside pressure eventually forced him outside, and he still was able to tackle uh, tackle the running back in the backfield. Third down and goal from the six. Ball between the hash marks. Ehlers in the gun. Takes his drop. The left-hander sets to fire and throws incomplete to the right. And no flag on the play as Ehlers hits the deck. It'll be a field goal try for ECU, you would think. Fourth and goal from the six. Coach Houston's down there, and he sends it on. Great hold by BYU. That was. And that was disciplined, good team defense. Nobody was trying to do much. Like I talked about on the second down, Udo didn't try and shoot inside. Rather, he waited, was patient, played his gap. ECU's third down success, leaving a lot to be desired. 0 for 3, including a drop, a third down drop, and an incompletion there that followed a first and goal from the 5. So, a straightaway field goal try for Andrew Conrad. Just a little longer than a PAT. The kick is up and hammered between the uprights. It splits them to tie the score. 10-10 with 9.15 to play until halftime. The Andrew Conrad field goal squares it with timeout on the field, so we're taking a break. ECU 10, BYU 10. Cougar football on offense next after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. Before we get to the score, let's pause for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. It's a very light night in college football. In fact, besides the game here in Provo, only one other game going on in college football. Second quarter action, it is Florida International hosting La Tech. Louisiana Tech with a 10-point lead, 17-7 on the road. Back over to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Jason, thank you. BYU Football presented by Big O Tires. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Well, BYU coming into this game, ranking 128th in third down defense, and the Cougs have excelled on third down defense tonight. ECU's not converted one yet. 10-10 is our score. The BYU touchdown scoring drive that made it 10-7, by the way, was a 10-play, 92-yard, 5-minute, 56-second possession. And that for BYU is the second longest drive in terms of time of possession on the year and longest drive in terms of yards. The previous longest drive was 91 against Wyoming. That goes for 92 tonight. And 5.56 here for that touchdown. The the only longer drive was 6.54 for a score at USF to open the season. ECU ties the game at 10 after a 69-yard drive. Eight plays, 3.41 off the clock. And the scoring play, a 23-yard Andrew Conrad field goal. Owen Daffer, who handles kickoffs, will send this one away. From the ECU 35, left to right and north to south here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The Y illuminated on the mountain. This will be returnable. This is Nyberg from the 5 between the hash marks. He runs outside the far hash to the 15 and is upended at the 20-yard line. Falls ahead to the 21. BYU first and 10 from the 21-yard line. BYU being outgained 153 to 120 in a game that is all even on the scoreboard. 
And the early offensive star for BYU's Lopini Katoa with those 72 rushing yards and a score. And with uh, Keaton losing a yard on his last handoff, Katoa is now the leading rusher on the night. Katoa, 72. And Keaton Mitchell, 71. So Miles Davis replaces Katoa at tailback. He's the pistol back. Jaron Hall waves Puka Nakua in motion. They hand off to Miles. Miles, no gain on the play as he spun away from a tackler at the line of scrimmage. Goes nowhere. So it'll be second down and 10. Gerard Stringer with the stop for ECU. We approach the halfway mark of the second quarter. We have 8.50 to go until halftime in a 10-10 ball game. ECU all-time 15-2 against FBS Independence. One of the two losses came here in 2015. Jaron Hall shotgun. Miles Davis to his right hip. Twins left and right. Four linemen for ECU. They're off a little late. Hall's got plenty of time to pump. And he throws a deflected ball that's intercepted. Or did it hit the ground? No. Hit the ground. Yeah, he trapped it. So it'll end up as a third down and ten. A deflected ball that Xavier Smith dove to. But it hit the ground before reaching the arms of the linebacker. Ooh, just it was close to hauling it in, but it does hit the turf. It'll go to third down and ten for BYU. The Cougs are two for five on third downs. One of the things that's interesting about this ECU defense is how active their safeties are in tackling. Three of their top four tacklers come from the safety or nickel position. They also have what they call this jack position that's kind of a hybrid, but uh, these guys, I mentioned how close to the line of scrimmage they play. They fly downhill and are very active participants. Cosper motions, goes back where he came from. The throw goes for a first down to Puka Nakua, who spins away from a would-be tackler at the 31-yard line and gets to the 35. So a nice play by Puka, wins the third down himself. On third and 10, the Kooks convert again. So BYU's third down defense and third down offense both excelling here tonight. 35-yard line of BYU. The Kooks use tempo. They get right back to the line. First down and 10. The shotgun snap to Hall. The swing screen to Keanu Hill for a loss on the play. Back to the 32-yard line. Loss of three. It'll be second down and 13. A pre-Washington. The field corner makes the tackle. As soon as Keanu Hill received the ball, he was swallowed up. It's really hard. to. I, I, I like tempoing, but, man, sometimes if you don't like the look, you've got to give your quarterback the opportunity to check out of it. Anytime you've got a, a two-on-one with a now screen like that against press coverage, it's not good because that is an extremely hard block for your up wide receiver to make. And, of course, Cosper got beat that time. Went for a loss. Second and 13. Hall looks to his left. Now scrambles to his left. Will tuck it. Now throw it away as he reaches the sideline near the ECU team area. So after a third and 10 converted, now a third and 13 coming up for BYU. The Cougs are three for six on third downs tonight. One of the things that uh, I'd like to see that uh, just continues with the theme that they've been able to establish this game of keeping everything positive is I love how long Jaron keeps his eyes down the field, but right before he throws the ball away, I'd like him to check for running lanes. He had one there, and even though it wouldn't have been a huge gain, it would have made it less than sec- or third and 13, which they're facing. They're empty. Legal quarterback draw, they do. And Jaron Hall has the first down on third down and 13. Slides at midfield. It's a gain of 15. And the Cougs move the sticks on third and 10. And now third down and 13. Quarterback run is there. I mentioned on the play prior there was a running lane. Maybe Roderick saw the same thing and, and dialed up a draw. They ran a draw earlier. It only went for about four yards, but it was in the BYU Reds in the red zone. I think quarterback draw might be a play Roderick comes back to two or three more times throughout the game. The opportunity is definitely there. 
ECU defenders look to their sideline as BYU sets up first down and 10 at the Cougar 47-yard line. They're empty again for Jaron Hall. And Jaron has 20 rushing yards on two carries. Takes a straight back drop, takes off again, yep, and runs through tacklers. Jaron to the far sideline, good blocking, turns the corner, the 40 to 35, the 30 steps out. And Jaron Hall, with another big run, puts the Cougars in scoring territory with 6.34 to play until halftime. I'm so glad for the emphasis on the QB run game. I'm sitting up here watching, and I haven't wanted to uh, let my own bias come out in my commentating, but the quarterback run game is can be such a good way to jumpstart a struggling offense, and they obviously have emphasized it in their preparation for this week, and it's showing on the field. Jaron Hall in shotgun with Mason Fakahua now entering the game to his right hip. Two receiving options left and right, ball far hash. Jaron goes for the end zone, a wide open Puka Nakua makes a sliding catch for six. The Cougars go back in front, 16-10 with the PAT pending. Puka had his man beat, all Jaron Hall had to do was find him, and he does with a perfectly placed pass in the left side of the end zone for the touchdown. you got to love the style points, Greg. You say a sliding touchdown. I, he could have kind of slowed his feet up because the ball, Jaron didn't want to throw him out of the back of the end zone. It would have been a waste of a wide-open player. So, But rather than slowing down, he kind of you know, slides down just as, as smooth as Puka, of course, always is. Great job beating his DB off the line of scrimmage. Created a ton of separation. Jaron, of course, was looking his way like a smart quarterback should do. Delivered a perfect strike for the Cougars' second touchdown of the night. The Old Roy PAT caps off another Mountain America touchdown. That's another $250 donated to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union. We'll come back with a pigskin scoring summary. BYU with the PAT goes on top 17-10. Cougs lead with 6.01 to go in the second quarter on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back at the Bridge Stadium, 6.01 to play until halftime. Jaron Hall's single game rushing yardage high this year. Riley, what would you say it is? This, this, this year, season, to, before, to this, before, tonight, yeah, before, before tonight, tonight, I don't know, 21 yards, 17 yards? Uh, 28 versus Baylor. Yeah. Uh, 10 for 28. Tonight, 3 for 43. So a new season high in rushing yardage for Jaron Hall. He was a big part of that drive that took the Cougars downfield for the score and the lead. And let's get you to our latest pigskin scoring summary. Brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. For every Cougar point scored this season, your Utah Pork Producers and Smithfield Foods will donate 75 servings of nutritious protein to the Utah Food Bank to help Utah families in need. For more information on points for protein, Follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. That scoring drive goes 79 yards, 8 plays, 3.07 off the clock. And the final play is a 30-yard touchdown pass. Jaron Hall to Puka Nakua. First time this season that BYU scored 14 points in the second quarter. Yeah, their second quarters have been abysmal. So they have a 17-10 lead now as Jake Oldroyd boots away from south to north, right to left. And returnable from the goal line by Josiah Hatfield. Hatfield has the 25, coughed it up. The ball is loose, and ECU recovers at the 33-yard line. The ball was there to be had, and a Cougar had a look at it. There's a battle for the ball, but a pile on the ground following an ECU recovery. Uh, this is Now the signal finally comes, ECU football. Golden opportunity for BYU goes by the wayside as the pop was put on Hatfield by Micah Harper. And that loose ball was recovered eventually by the Pirates at the... 
33-yard line. Ethan Slade injured for BYU in that sequence. Media, timeout. So we'll take a break. 5.53 to go till halftime. BYU 17, ECU 10. The Pirates have the football next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The 16th career touchdown for Puka Nakua, his 13th here at BYU, and his third receiving touchdown of this season. His seventh on the year. He has four rushing touchdowns as well. And the Puka Nakua touchdown catch, we will call our new skin, beautiful catch of the game. It's brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. And it was truly beautiful. As, as Riley mentioned, there were style points. We're making a nice uh, knee-first slide in the end zone to come in with the six-point score. The PAT from Jake Goldroyd making it seven and giving BYU a seven-point lead. 17-10 to 10 with 5.53 to play until halftime. The ball set at the 32-yard line. East Carolina, a first down and 10. Holton Ehlers in this game, 5 for 8 is all, 89 yards, no touchdowns. He has at least one touchdown pass in 39 of his 50 career games played, and that number, 50, is a big one. In his career, 109 touchdowns, 87 passing, 22 rushing, coming in two tonight. And Ehlers is in shotgun, looking to restore some momentum that was lost for ECU after a strong first quarter. A throw far side, complete but for a three-yard gain, immediately tackled by Caleb Hayes is Kerry King with only his fifth catch of the year. And I do wonder about C.J. Johnson. He did come back in the game, but I don't think he has a catch since being hurt early. And he's back in the formation right now, but and he has that left leg wrapped. Had his leg stepped on in the early moments of the game and has not caught a ball tonight. Second and seven from the ECU 35. Ehlers in the gun. Keaton Mitchell to his right hip. The hand clap, the snap, the handoff Mitchell. Mitchell just piecing his way forward and finds an opening to the right side. He's got the midfield. He's got 45. He's got 40. He's got 35 and 30 forced out on the boundary. Really got to do a great job of team tackling against this guy. BYU lost their integrity to the left side, and they got over They got over anxious and over-pursued. And he's got great vision along Doesn't with he? great yep. quicks. Yep. The vision, the patience, letting things open up, and he gets to a hole in a hurry. 30-yard line of BYU. First down and 10. A loaded backfield strength to the right. The handle, they play fake. A swing pass to Ryan Jones and is tackled at the 20. It's a near 10-yard gain. Will they give him the line to gain and move the sticks here? They spot him down very close to the line to gain. They say second and inches. That's outside the 20-yard line. 4.35 to play until halftime. ECU driving, hoping to tie the score. The Cougs lead 17-10. Keaton Mitchell... Is already over 100 yards here in the first half. 10 for 106. In shotgun is Ehlers. He has a tailback and a wingback to his left. Claps the hands. Keeps it himself. A flip. A push pass to the far side on a second down on inches. Has the first down line to gain and then some to the 9-yard line. It'll be first and goal for the 9. And there is C.J. Johnson. Mentioned him getting hurt a moment ago. First catch of the night. And that came on a shot put type look. As Ehlers had an option field to the left and then just shoved it over to him in the right flat. In pregame, Kalani mentioned the RPO aspects. That was that classic RPO, which instead of a traditional uh, pitch man, you have the wide receiver standing out there. Ehlers had actually already tucked the ball, so instead had to option pitch it rather than throwing it. 
Ehlers and Gunn. The earlier first and goal resulted in a field goal after three plays. Ehlers on a quarterback keep. Gets to the three-yard line. Spun around. Stays on his feet. Gets to the line to gain. Gets to the plane and is kept just shy of the goal line. So it'll be second and goal from inside the one. And that was a fine run from Ehlers who appeared to be stopped around the five. And injured player. Injury to an offensive player. It's the right guard Isaiah Foote who's down. So starting right guard Foote who started every game of this season, creates an injury stoppage with ECU facing a second and goal from officially the one-yard line. And the ball's inside the one. It's just inches outside yeah. the goal line, I really. Mean, as he spun around, he thought it, there was a host of Cougars closing in on him, and he thought to extend the ball, but that's a too risky down there for a BYU player to punch it out. And as he was spinning, enough Cougars arrived at the same time to keep him from the ball breaking the plane. And that's Ehlers' first official rush of the night. For eight yards. It's second and goal, a foot outside the goal line with 3.32 to play until halftime. And again, he has 22 rushing touchdowns for his ECU career. ECU tonight making it 308 consecutive games without being shut out. Isaiah Foote walking slowly off the field. Both teams huddling. 17-10 the score. BYU leading it by seven with three and a half to play until halftime. The Cougs have been uh, outgained in this game. 220 yards to 199. The margin 113 to 57 through the air. BYU still out rushing ECU by a margin of 142 to 107. Leading ground gainer for BYU, Lopini Katoa. Eight carries, 72 yards. All right. Ehlers in the gun. Tailback to his right and a wing back to his right. The tailback is Mitchell. Second and goal from the one-foot line. The shotgun snap. The handoff Mitchell. Mitchell straining for the line. Gets a push from behind. No signal. They're going to mark him short. It'll be third and goal from the one-foot line. They did not get it. And they run out of the gun with a foot to go. Of all things that Mitchell is, big and hefty he is not. 184 pounds at only 5'9". Why would you not consider sneaking Ehlers at 6'4", 230? Sneaking him or even a quarterback power. They have that in the run package. Send a couple of lead blockers in front of him and have his big body at 230 push right behind. They're going to go out of the gun again. Third and one. Third and goal from the one. They empty it for Ehlers. He waits at the five-yard line. The hand clap, the snap, He gets to the line to gain. He's got the touchdown. He walks over the goal line for the score on a third and goal from the one, literally standing up. And it'll be a PAT to tie the game with 2.42 to play until halftime. Both quarterbacks using their feet has proven to uh, cause problems for opposing defenses. You've got Jaron Hall, who hasn't found the end zone, but three rushes for 43 yards. On the other end, you've got Ehlers, who's only rushed it three times, but uh, they've been on big, uh, I guess only twice were, were the last two. I thought he had one earlier, but they've been down in important spots. Fourth rushing touchdown of the year for Ehlers, 23rd of his ECU career. The PAT snap is a good one, and the PAT equally good. It's tied at 17, 17 all, 242 to play until halftime. The big play, the 35-yard Keaton Mitchell rush. It's a 68-yard drive, seven plays, 311 off the clock, 17-17 our score with 242 to play until halftime. So back and forth we go here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's been a fun one so far. The Cougars open the scoring, 3-0. ECU touchdown 7-3. BYU touchdown 10-7. ECU field goal 10-all. 
BYU touchdown 17-10. ECU touchdown 17-all. BYU scoring three in the first, 14 in the second, ECU seven in the first, and 10 in the second. Well, BYU's not lost a game this year when leading at halftime. This game is currently tied. BYU 3-0 leading at the break. 1-0 when it's tied at halftime. So a lead or a tie is bode well for BYU this year. Kicking off will be Owen Daffer. And to return for BYU, Hobbs Nyberg. Daffer from left to right, north to south here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Good crowd on hand. Not as big as they have been, but a nice Friday night crowd on hand. Nyberg from one yard deep. Outside the near hash, 10, 15, mm. and shy of the 20. So to the 18-yard line, it'll be a 82-yard field facing Jaron Hall and the Cougs. 2.36 to play. Could be the final possession of the half for BYU. The Cougs won the toss and deferred, so they get the ball to begin the second half. This is a, 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 a prototypical middle eight moment for BYU. You have the football in the final three minutes of the first half, and you'll get the football to open the second half. So a chance to assert control by scoring here and then scoring there on the other side of halftime. Jaron Hall, by the way, now 5,141 career passing yards. Passing tonight, Virgil Carter for 15th in BYU career passing yards. Into the top 15 goes Jaron Hall. And Jaron Hall throws quickly to Mason Wake in the left flat. He gets outside the 20 to the 23-yard line. A gain of five, second and five for BYU. Clock rolling to 225. And the Kooks have all their timeouts here. In the first half, ECU called one stoppage. BYU snapped four more plays than ECU tonight. 30-26 to here in the first half. Yards per play in ECU's favor. 8.5 to 6.8 at this point. Shotgun for Hall. Miles Davis to his right. They motion Rex from left to right. They give Miles running to the left. And Miles Davis doesn't get much to the 25 from the 24. So a gain of one third down and three. Now ECU is looking at a stop here and a chance with timeouts remaining to put something else on the board before halftime. Big third down for the Cougs here on a third down and three, and BYU's been good on third downs at four for seven on the night. Big gamble here. I'm going to sound, uh, it, it's kind of been my theme for the night, but quarterback run is really good in two-minute scenarios. They're so The defense is so concerned with not giving up the big back-breaking play that it allows rush lanes for the quarterback. That said, ECU has been shown to blitz in these types of scenarios this season. Jaron is averaging 14 yards a carry. The handoff yes, to Katoa, that. and does he just shy? It looks like on the near spot that he's shy by a yard. On a third and three run for Katoa, he gets two. And so fourth down and one yeah. for BYU by the spot. And your, your own 27-yard line. And timeout called by ECU. And so 109, the offense is still on the field. Timeout. East Carolina. Well, if you if you half. if you were not to make seconds. the yard, you're giving ECU yeah, no. points. This, this the, would not be the offense was ten seconds. The offense was on the field purely as a delay tactic, right? They were going to let the play clock run all the way down as long as they couldn't then call a timeout. So they're punting it. Yeah, as soon as the Eastern Carolina coach noticed that, he called timeout. All right, so a fourth down and one. They ran Katoa on third and three. And Lopini, who is averaging eight yards a carry tonight, gets two. And on a fourth and one, BYU will give ECU a chance to finish the first half with the football. If they punted away here, and they would appear to do that on fourth down and one from the BYU 27-yard line. So punt team is out. And, well, the Pirates are going to get a shot here. 110 remaining. And so BYU will not control the final three minutes of the first half. They'll give the football back to ECU. But BYU will get the ball to begin half number two. 
So a three and out for BYU. In the waning moments of the first half, Aaron Roderick cannot be pleased that BYU did not take it to halftime and give the Cougs a chance to score. Rico boots away under no pressure Whoa. and just destroys this one. Backpedal, 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 and bobbled by the punt returner oh. at the three. He's hammered at the three as he swallowed it up, and that will set the Pirates back. They'll say the two-yard line, a massive punt from Rico, and no way for Malik Fleming to track it. While strong backpedaling, he bobbles it, falls on it at the three, and then he was fallen upon by a host of Cougars, Jacob Bourne among them. And this might change what the Pirates think they can do with 59 seconds to go until halftime here. This could be a conservative come out of inside the five instead of a chance to score. We'll see how the Pirates play it, but that is a huge play by the special teams for BYU. The punt was 70 yards. I was going to say, that was such a monster. I can't do the math in my head, Greg. What was that? And just so our listeners can appreciate it, not being able to see it, that was 70 yards. Reset the play clock for 25 seconds. We'll start on my signal. That was 70 yards in the air. The returner was going back, tried to catch it at about the six. And uh, after he dropped it or muffed it, he had to fall on it on the two. That Offici- was a monster. Officially 71 on the punt. In the end zone is Ehlers. Hands off to Gunn and Gunn with a strong run outside the 10-yard line. Got nine on first and 10 from the two. And the game clock is down to 47 seconds. ECU can only stop the clock one more time. But that was a strong play to open the possession. They go right back to the line. They're no, huddle, no huddling it with Gunn. Off the right hip of Ehlers. Ehlers with 38 on the clock. The ball from the ECU, 11. A swing to the right side. First down to C.J. Johnson. The clock will stop to move the chains at the 16-yard line. The game clock is at 27. ECU one timeout remaining. By the way, people wondering, well, 71 yards has to be close to a record for Ryan Rico. It's 12 yards shy of his record. He's got an 83-yarder on his resume. So from the 16-yard line, the game clock is now running again, and ECU in no hurry right now. They may just say this will this will be it. So they're not going to take too many risks here. They don't need to snap the ball. I mean, if you're ECU, you look at this game and you're like, man, we really had a lull there the second half of the first quarter, first half of the second quarter where we had a lot of self-defeating mistakes. We're on the road. We're tied against BYU. Yeah, they do get the ball to start the second half, but essentially let's come out and rather than playing a 60-minute game, we'll play a a a 30-minute game. If we can clean up some mistakes, we like our chances. 17-17. We've gotten to halftime. We're taking a break. Well, we're not going to take a break yet. We'll head down to field level. As Mitchell Jurgens will catch up with BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. Pretty solid first half for BYU, all things considered. As BYU will be tied at the break for the second time this year. And again, the Cougs won their previous game, which was square at halftime. 17-17 with ECU slightly outgaining the Cougars in the first half. 235 to 208. BYU outrushed ECU 145 to 117. ECU outpassed BYU 118 to 63. And again, Keaton Mitchell already over 100 yards for the Pirates. 11 carries for 106 and a score. Lopini Katoa led BYU 9 for 74 and a score. Kalani making his way off the field. And Mitchell Jurgen standing by to get his halftime comments. Let's head down to Mitch. 
Coach, offensively you've had a ton of success on the ground. Why has the, the rush been so successful so far tonight? Well, I think we challenged the O-line to do something up front. Uh, still not good enough. Um, you know, we'd like to, like to sustain drives and get first downs, especially in the run game. But uh, something to work on, you know, we'll, we'll see how, what happens in the second half. We've got to get stops on defense, but offensively just you're seeing some good things on, on, on all three phases. Uh, I, I just don't like that the ball's been on the ground twice. We, had, we didn't come up with it. Yeah, it's a tie game, uh, but you get the ball to start after halftime. What should we expect to see from your team in the second half? Yeah, let's go, man. I, I think play Simon Sound football, play tough, rugged football on defense, stuff to run, create big plays, and on offense to score points, and that's what it comes down to. Special teams be the game changer for us that we need them to be. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, thank you, Mitch and Kalani Sitake. We'll come back with a halftime recap, scoring summary, and Jason Shepard with the Cougar Halftime Live next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.